Hey, boys and girls, welcome to the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. Give us 600 seconds and we'll give you the tools you need to improve your handicapping. We greatly appreciate you spending some of your time with us today. My name is Joe Fortenball, and here's what we've got coming up on this week's College Football Podcast. One of the brightest college football minds in the business, no doubt. Ken Thompson is going to join us from Las Vegas in just a few minutes to preview the Oklahoma TCU Mega Showdown, the return of Catholics versus Convicts, and all the biggest games on the Week 11 slate, plus some of his favorite under-the-radar matchups on this weekend's card. We'll close the program with a handful of selections that am eyeing up for this week, but we begin with this week's edition of the Sharp 600 Upset Alert. Well, it had to happen at some point. Texas head coach Tom Herman has finally failed to cover a point spread when in the underdog role following last Saturday's 24-7 loss to sixth-ranked TCU. That means Herman is now 14-1 against the spread when in the underdog role since 2012. A remarkable record, no doubt. That also means the Sharp 600 upset alert is now 5-3 against the spread over the last eight weeks. This week... We turn our attention to the ACC in a matchup between a North Carolina State Wolfpack team that is laying three points at Boston College against the Eagles. Love this spot for Boston College here, who beat Florida State two weeks ago and then went on the bye for some much-needed rest last week. They're taking on an NC State program that just went toe-to-toe in back-to-back weeks with Notre Dame and Clemson, respectively, in two extraordinarily physical affairs. Boston College has covered the number in six straight games by a margin of 119 points against the spread, and they're 5-1 and one against the number over their last six home dates with North Carolina State, trending very well in the Eagles' direction when playing this matchup on their home turf. These are two teams heading in very different directions, so we're putting NC State on upset alert and rolling with Boston College plus the field goal. On your marks, get set... The Ultimate Race is back at covers. The Fall 2017 Ultimate Race will start on Monday, November 13th, with your chance to vie for $10,000 in cash and prizes, including a $5,000 grand prize and weekly prize packs. The rules are simple. Make a maximum of four picks each day, and the first person to reach 200 wins the race. Go to our contest homepage on covers.com and register now. The race starts on November 13th, so start your engine. (laughs) Additionally, you've been asking and we've been listening. We're excited to announce that we're gearing up to launch the Covers Online Pro Shop. Soon, you'll be able to purchase some sweet Covers swag just in time for the holidays. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook and register your email to get notified and be the first to know when the Covers Pro Shop opens its doors. To the Las Vegas desert we go. You can follow him on Twitter at KenThompson87. He hosts SportsX Radio at 720 KDWN from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific. The great Ken Thompson joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ken, always great to have you on the program, my friend. Thank you so much for your time. Let's jump right into it. Game number one, the biggest on the slate, Oklahoma. The fifth-ranked Sooners laying six and a half at TCU against the sixth-ranked Horned Frogs. Gary Patterson has a history of taking bad seasons and turning them into great seasons the following year. Is that going to be the case in this game? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like eleven and one and twelve and one. I think the last two times when he comes off a subpar season. Look, TCU's got a real defense. You saw Oklahoma and Oklahoma State 
trade point after point after point until that last drive when Okie State couldn't convert, and then Oklahoma gets that last run there to win it by 10, 62-52. But TCU also went into Stillwater, and they shut down Mason Rudolph and company earlier this year. Now, they did lose the game at Iowa State. That's their one blemish. They turned it over twice, once at the five on a pick uh, pickoff there. That wasn't a pick six, but taken back pretty far by Iowa State on a Kenny Hill turnover. And then he fumbles late in the game as well, uh, right around the 11-yard line. If he can avoid turnovers, I like TCU in this game. Also, remember, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, first time that they played Bedlam early on. They always play that last game of the year. It'll be interesting to see how both those teams come off. Again, Baker Mayfield will have defenders in his face nonstop throughout the day, unlike he did against the Cowboys in Stillwater. It's the return of the Catholics versus the Convicts series. Notre Dame is laying three at Miami. A lot of people have felt the Hurricanes were on borrowed time, but they smashed Virginia Tech last week. Does Mark Richt and company have another surprise up his sleeve this weekend? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I just can't see this. I, again, they're good. But Rosier is very inconsistent. Even three picks last week. Travis Homer, I like. Out of the backfield, he's replaced Mark Walton real well. The defense is good. And the wide receiver, Brexton Berrios, he could play anywhere. But for Notre Dame, they're going to continue to run the ball. Now, Georgia shut them down, held them to 55 yards rushing. But realistically, Wimbush, Adams, they'll get it going. And even when Adams checked out early last week, McIntosh, Jones Jr., those guys stepped up nicely. So I think Notre Dame, who's going to probably have 30 to 40% of the fan base there in South Florida. I think that it's going to be a Notre Dame game that they're going to take it to Miami. And I think Miami, not to be exposed, but again, Virginia Tech. I don't have Virginia Tech up there as high as a lot of people. The game against Clemson ended up 31-17. That was a 31-3 game. That was a total beatdown. So how good really is Virginia Tech? But Notre Dame is good. They are solid, and they continue to control their own destiny to get to the playoff. I think they win big in South Beach. The number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs, are laying two and a half at Auburn. This could be a sticky situation for Georgia. Do you see them surviving here? I don't, actually. And I actually had a couple of buddies on uh, Scott Brownholtz, who played center for Georgia back in the 90s, and also Kevin Butler, the former kicker for the Bears, joined me last night. In fact, he's still the only kicker in the College Football Hall of Fame. Go figure that one out. And he works with the Georgia broadcast team. But I like Jake Fromm, but who has been in his face? Nobody, really. Nobody to think of, but Auburn will be in his face, especially at Jordan-Hare. You're going to see on Johnson carry the ball well. If Sidham doesn't turn it over, the transfer quarterback from Baylor, I think Auburn wins this game and controls their own destiny to go to the playoff if they can win their last two games and then knock off Bama, of course, in the finale, win the West, and then take on Georgia again, knock them off again. That would give them three top five wins. Yes, two losses, but winning the SEC and winning the SEC championship would catapult them into that top four. I like Auburn to win this game. It'll be close for a long time, but I think Auburn wins it by a touchdown. Oklahoma State comes up short in Bedlam last week against Oklahoma. Now they're laying six and a half at Iowa State, who's already knocked off two top five teams this season. Do the Cyclones have another one in them? They do. I mean, here it is in Ames, Iowa. I mean, the dream crusher, Oklahoma State, here they're thinking we've got home field advantage. We can take out Oklahoma and we can just cruise on into Ames, Iowa and take care of business. Two teams that both lost last week, but coming back with different mindsets. Iowa State down 20 to nothing in Morgantown. They shut out West Virginia's second half, lose 20 to 16, nearly had a chance to 
you know, win that one and steal it outright. But David Montgomery, good, solid running back. Kemp will take care of the ball, the quarterback, and he's got the big receivers in Butler and Alan Lazard. So I think they'll score enough points. And I think the defense is going to take advantage of a banged up Justice Hill in the backfield. And also Washington, the leading receiver there for Okie State, he too is banged up. Don't even know if he'll go in this game. But they too defensively will get in the face of Mason Rudolph and force him to struggle a little bit throwing the football. And again, it's got to be just a mental mindset for Gundy's guys. They're just crushed right now. One of my favorite games of the week, Boston College, a well-rested Boston College team, catching three points at home against an NC State team that has done big-time battle over the last two weeks. Am I on the right side with the Eagles? I agree. I think you are, and I think they win the game outright. They're catching a field goal. It's down a lot. I mean, they've gotten a lot of money, but off the bye is huge. One thing, Anthony Brown playing the best ball of his career. Dylan and Holl- uh, Hilleman out of the backfield, very, very solid. White and Sweeney, good receivers. Harold Landry still questionable, and they need him. He's their main guy. And how about Boston College? They have 19 sacks. They've only allowed seven. Meanwhile, NC State, I like Ryan Finley a lot, and I thought they were going to beat Clemson. I ended up covering with the points. But Bradley Chubb and the guys, they're going to have to get it together in order to get pressure on Brown. If they can do that, this game can go either way. But I lean BC with you. We hit on most of the big games this weekend. Any under-the-radar matchups we should pay attention to? Well, you know, USC's got to be careful as far as going into Colorado. They're laying a lot of points there. And don't count out SC or Washington. I mean, a lot can happen. People look and go, oh, these teams are out or these teams are in. You have no idea in college football. If you go back three weeks, I mean, who the heck is thinking that Iowa's going to win by 30 over Ohio State? Now, I had Iowa in the points, and that line went three, straight through 17 all the way up to 21, and 21 and a half by the time it kicked off. Another key game, though, can Iowa now going to Wisconsin. Again, it's a Wisconsin team that, you know, they find ways to win. They were outplayed for a long time in the game against Indiana last week, but again, they take advantage of whatever you give them, but they are missing their leading receiver in, in Cephas and also one of their star linebackers in Chris Orr. So Hornybrook's going to hand it off to Taylor. They'll look to take care of business, but Iowa, Stanley and the guys now getting it together from the backfield, not just Akram Wadley, but James Butler, the transfer from Nevada, finally delivered last week with 10 carries, 74 yards. They get that one-two combo. Iowa could cover that 12 points and possibly could upend Wisconsin in Madison. College football playoff rankings, the motion, Georgia 1, Bama 2, Notre Dame 3, Clemson 4. If Georgia and Bama run the table undefeated and meet in the SEC championship game, should the loser of that game play in the college football playoff? Yes, as long as it's a close game within a score or even, say, inside, inside 10 points, say one of them gets a, a late score to put it away. Yes, if that game's well played and it's competitive, you know, look, I'm not – always the biggest SEC fan. I, I get on them for playing FCS scheduled competition like Alabama will do next week before the Auburn game. They'll play Mercer. I don't agree with it. I, I think it's got to come back and haunt that schedule sometime, you know, for the SEC teams. But those two teams, I test shows me that they're both top four caliber right now. Follow him on Twitter at Ken Thompson 87. He's hosting sports X radio at seven twenty KDWN from seven to 9 PM Pacific. Ken Thompson, one of the absolute best in the business joining us here on the sharp 600 ken i love you man always appreciate the time thank you so much joe sure joe fortenbaugh you are the best my man and by the way i took advantage of your eagles the only win total i played over in the nfl already got my money and i think they're going to the big game joe you gotta oh, get squad ken, there. how are you gonna do that to me how are you gonna get me all excited like that here at the end i'm trying not to buy <laughs> completely in just yet <laughs> all right buddy love you buddy take care you too pal take care joe it says here we should work in teams who wants to be my spotter? All right, let's see if we can pick some winners. Let's rock and roll. 
Game number one, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, Florida Atlantic at Louisiana Tech. Lane Kiffin owes his backers a very comfortable win after taking that meaningless safety last week against Marshall to blow the cover at the end of the game. What was that dude thinking? As it stands, the Owls are riding a five-game winning streak and have covered the number in six of their last eight outings, while Louisiana Tech is 1-4 against the spread over their last five home games. Look for Florida Atlantic running back Devin Singletary to have a big, big day against this highly questionable Bulldogs run defense. Lay the five and a half with FAU. Game number two, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Missouri laying 12 and a half against Tennessee. The Tigers have covered the number in five straight contests and are averaging, get this, 55 points per game over their last three outings, while Tennessee has packed it in on head coach Butch Jones by dropping four of their last five matchups and failing to cover the number in six of nine games this season. Missouri is just two wins away from bowl eligibility, while the Vols could be without quarterback Jarrett Guarantano, who is a game-time decision thanks to a right ankle injury. Therefore, we're going to go ahead and lay the 12.5 with Missouri. Game number three, 8 p.m. Eastern, Notre Dame laying three at Miami. I took a hit fading Miami last week and apparently didn't learn my lesson because I'm going right back to the well here by riding Notre Dame. I still truly do believe that the Canes, while definitely trending in the right direction, are a bit overrated. Notre Dame, however, their offensive line, nowhere close to receiving the praise they truly deserve. The Irish have covered six of their last seven and are 4-1 against the spread over the last five road dates. Call me a glutton for punishment if you want to, but... Catholics versus convicts is back. I'm fading Miami once again, laying the three with Notre Dame. Boys and girls, that is that for this week's installment of the College Football Podcast here on the Sharp 600. Thank you, as always, for spending some of your time with us. We greatly appreciate it. If you get an opportunity, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It would mean the world to us. But for now, be well, best of luck, and we'll see you at the end of the week for our NFL Spectacular.